Happy New Year's, everybody, and welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. Today is our annual New Year's Eve episode. Austin Grant and I sat down and talked about everything that we have learned over the past year. You know, so many people, when it comes to the end of a year, every New Year's Eve, you see social media just flooded with people cursing the previous year and talking about how the next year is going to be better, only to repeat the same thing uh, come the end of the following year. And, you know, we, we took we decided to kind of take stock of everything that we've learned in 2018. Both of us, you know, have made our first full year living in Los Angeles this year. Uh, Austin's actually still about six days away from his first full year, but hey, it counts still. <laughs> but we, we, we sat down and looked at everything we've learned. And, you know, Los Angeles, when you're, when you're young in the entertainment industry, it, it just like... It, absolutely loves to just rip you apart and hope that you can figure out, you know, how to navigate your way back to being whole. And, you know, we, we've been through a lot this year and we could not be more grateful for those things. And sure, maybe that sounds all cheesy and hokey and some new age bullshit that you don't want to hear from us, but it's the truth. You know, we've learned a lot this year and we talk a lot about the ups and downs and so many of the things that we've experienced. You know, we've had a lot of great moments and, you know, 2019 has so much in store for us that we're incredibly excited about. And, you know, we talk a lot about that on here. I don't want to get too much into everything because you're just going to hear me talk about, you know, everything that we talk about in the episode. So why be redundant? You know, I'll let you guys get right to the episode. But thank you so much for making 2018 such a great year for us. We've absolutely loved all the support from San Diego Comic-Con to our 31 Days of Horror to all the kind comments and things that we've seen on social media. It means the world to us, and we couldn't be doing it all without you. 2019 has a lot in store for the podcast. Our 200th episode, we'll be celebrating five years at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Just so many great things, and we're excited to celebrate all of it with you. We hope that you have an incredibly safe New Year's Eve. Please be responsible. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber or Lyft or find you know a designated driver. Just please be safe. We want everybody to be able to celebrate 2019 with us. And again, thank you to just everybody. It's been, we're overwhelmed with gratitude this year. There's been a lot of change for us and just so many experiences. And we could not be more thankful to have all of you along the ride with us. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. I hope that your 2018 has been incredible. And if it hasn't been, I hope that you've learned from those lessons and make 2019 just that much better for you. Please be safe. Have a very happy new year. Enjoy this episode. We'll be back with new episodes next week with a bunch of great guests all throughout January. We're so excited for all of those guests that, that are coming up. Hope you guys have a wonderful New Year's. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. It doesn't light up. It's not. It's not a fancy microphone. <laughs> there's dog. There's dog hair on the mic muff. Yeah. Yeah. There's gonna be dog hair everywhere. Places you didn't think there would be. <laughs> That's how it works in this household. Yesterday, it was so gross. Um, over the last you know couple months of having her, this carpet just holds in hair. Yeah. And it's. The next place we live is definitely going to not have carpet. I don't want carpet. Um, and anyhow, so it's just been building up and building up. We've been vac we vacuumed it a few times, but the vacuum's kind of shitty. It doesn't really pull stuff out. Yeah, it's just basically getting surface crumbs. <laughs> and so it's like we really haven't even pulled the hair. And yesterday, I'm not even kidding you. Here, I'll pull up the picture to show you but it was insane and i was just like kind of just like scraping i was like pulling it with my feet i was just kind of 
screwing around while I was on the phone. You know how you like sometimes you're just walking in place yeah. and kicking your feet or whatever. I was doing that, and then I noticed that it was like pulling it and kind of balling it up, and I was like, oh. And I just like kind of kept doing it and pulling it all into the same direction, all into the same direction. And then I started over there by the window, pulled it down the end of the bed. By the time I got to here, it was like the size it's of like the ramblings of a madman. <laughs> <laughs> by the time I got to here, uh, anyways, I did the whole floor, and it was abysmal to say the least. <laughs> it was probably enough to, in Ashley's words, like build a, a raccoon. <laughs> Holy crap! Isn't that insane? That's like a small <laughs> cat. Look at the carpet. Like, it actually looks nice. Yeah. Up till then, it was so gross. It was like, what is happening? That is disgusting. Yeah. Our Leda. <laughs> she just looks up like, what, what did I do? <laughs> she loves it. She's just laying in her filth, like, <laughs> yeah. That's my hair. See, I've got all. I have all hardwood floors in my place. Yeah. And Little one's hair, like for the most part, we we catch it all, but like under our dresser and under like counters, we'll go to sweep or like where the fans are, and like we have to clean off our fans regularly because there's so much like cat hair that just like clumps onto yeah, it. Yeah, that one needs to be washed. I've washed this this spinny one a couple times because yeah. it gets gnarly. Good old spinny, spinny. <laughs> 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 what a great name. <laughs> this spinny one. Spinny. Hey, uh, that's spinny. that's the name. We I can't believe we're already at the end of 2018. This year holy shit. That's the only way I can put it. <laughs> What's funny is a lot of people, you know, they they say that about every year like, "Oh, this year." I promise you, this year. It's always something like politically motivated or things like but this year for both of us, because I, I officially hit my one year mark, uh, my, my one year mark in LA uh, at the end of October. You hit yours at the beginning of next month. So, I mean, we, we both essentially in 2018, uh, it, it was our full years in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm going on uh, in a little under half a month, and I'll be one year. Yeah. That's insane. No, you can't eat the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> it is. Yeah, she she is set on like the thing looks like a tennis ball at the top. Yeah, she's smelling smelling my <laughs> shirt. What do you want, huh? Yeah, this year has been crazy on both a professional level, on a personal level, just emotionally, mentally, physically. I mean, not a ton physically, but like still, you know, just all around. This year has been very high, very low. Yeah, almost not a, no consistency as far as just being generally good, working you know forward and progressing. It's like progress, progress, progress. Awesome, things are going great. Oh shit, fuck you, Austin. <laughs> and then it's like re you know almost one step forward, two back. Um, but that's not the case. I think it's more like two forward, one back. You know. Yeah, I mean, the, I I think I said this to you the other day. It was kind of the way I described it too. To Christopher when he was asking me how things were going is that you know essentially Los Angeles rips you out of your skin and then makes you figure out how to get back into your meat suit so it's it is not going to be kind to you but if you can figure out how to get back into your meat suit I'll get into your meat suit Whoa. oh god hey. that was oh. gross I'm sorry everybody yeah. I'm sorry even D cringed at that yeah she did she didn't like it she's just like Ugh. she's scared woof 
<laughs> Woof. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, it it beats the shit out of you and if you can tough it out and figure it out, there's really no way to explain it. It's no. it's hard to understand and like you know, you and I have both been told your first year's always hard, you know. It's just it's a big transition, this and that. And I mean, if anybody moved out here with a load of confidence and like a head on their shoulders, I think it, it was me. And man, even by the end of this year, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, we what we just were happened both this year? Very well prepared. We we had we oh had yeah people to contact and things to do. I didn't. I, I'm not one of those like moved out here in my car with ten dollars to my name and that story. Yeah, this is a story of like worked really hard for years and years and years to save up to move here with a plan. Moved right. here, plan went to shit. Figured it out, back on feet, going, going, going. Oh, other shit, other shit. Meanwhile, things are just not happening acting-wise. Still transitioning there, figuring out how to get in there. You know, just traveling back to Salt Lake. You know, focusing on my relationship with Ashley and, and you know, all this stuff. Just, like, everything, you know, staying in touch with family. You know, that's something that's, like, you got to do. Uh, yeah. I guess, depending on your situation, maybe you hate your family, but... <laughs> Forget them. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's just like it's tasking. It's a lot of effort uh, mentally and emotionally. And you just, I've never felt like I'm truly ahead. It's like, I've never felt like I've been, I guess, beaten down to like the bottom of the bottom out here. I, I mean, I've not experienced that. But there's definitely been a few times where I was like somewhat depressed. I wouldn't say full on like depressed, but like. Really considering, like, man, did I make the right decision? Did I move out here, you know, too early? Should I just not have moved out here? Should I move back? What's going on? You know, and then, you know, just tossing these ideas around. And now it's finally all, like, settled and neutralized to a point of you did make the right choice. And we talked about this the other day because if we were home, we would have a lot more money. We would have a lot more money in savings. We'd be yeah. saving more, making more, not making more as far as like hourly, but in proportion to like bills and everything. Right. Be making a lot more money. That would be totally secure. Um, you know, you'd, we'd be around family and friends and everything that we've just grown up around. But I would always be like, I feel like I just got to move there. I feel like that's where my opportunity really is. I know I could still be booking stuff back in Salt Lake City. I could still, you know. But at what point do you go, all right, I'm ready for more. I'm ready to level up. I'm ready to move on. You know, and then, and the thing is, this is a great analogy that I got from Audrey's podcast. She's my life coach. Or not life coach, career <laughs> coach. Career coach. And um, is that with acting, so many people, I guess not so many people, but I guess generally everybody thinks the higher you get up, you know, moving from like, college short films, non-paying, just uh, credit and film, to, like, day roles, you know, to getting guest stars, to getting series regulars, to getting lead roles, supporting roles, what, uh, you know, as you're moving up the right. chain of quality and higher pay, it does not get easier. It gets much harder. And the analogy she gave, which was great, is it's like a video game. It's when you level up and you move to the next level, 
It doesn't get easier. It gets harder yeah. as you move on. You're There's just a harder up. boss you have you, to beat. Exactly. There's always the next hard boss that you gotta you gotta work through and figure out. You know how you spend like. 10 or 15 deaths on like trying to figure out the trick of this boss yeah you're like oh fuck can't figure it out and you're like oh if i just hit him twice on the right ear all of a sudden he's like frozen for five seconds and i can get all these you know hits on him it's like figuring that kind of in, shit in out the terms out of, a, of a video game and figuring it out there's there's a great series on hulu it's called future man that i would tell anybody to watch it's fucking hilarious it's wonderful but he essentially figures out how to beat the game. This isn't a spoiler. It's literally the first episode. So, but he figures out that he has to just abandon all of the gear he has on to uh, to be able to slide through everything a little bit easier to be able to defeat the final boss. And it's kind of the same thing. It's in order to level up and to be, you have to realize which dead weight to shed. <laughs> to be able to certain tools that beat the last boss are actually hurting you to beat this next boss mm-hmm. you know like and i guess if you're wanting to know what that literally is out here as far as career and entertainment it's a, yeah i, it's I literally been can't even for both i can't i can't even tell you because it's just going to happen to you yeah and there's no blueprint there's no there's certain what i've been through is not what you're gonna go through everything just happens differently and you just figure your shit out as you go along and do not expect things to happen overnight i didn't that's never been my yeah we've never expected that but i definitely expected a level of you know of uh output yeah that's my ankles popping oh i just making sure your levels were still good oh oh yeah just that uh yeah, I mean, I, I did come in with the expectation that I'd have a little bit more auditions. Um, not to get into all that, but there's you know a lot of reasons and stuff that I need to uh, um, work on and and stuff like that. Because a lot of the credits that I have, while they're awesome credits and they're really good, and I've worked with Oscar noms and A-list actors and whatever, it's you're you're starting over here, and uh, you're you're got to re. It takes time for people to give a shit about you because the hard truth, this is just something you're going to have to accept. And I'm sorry if this is too harsh for you. If you're a delicate snowflake, (laughs) first off, quit now. And if you're also a delicate snowflake, you know, maybe look for advice elsewhere. Someone who's going to just pat your bum and tell you you're a star. But no one gives a fucking shit about you. Just no, no, nobody cares. I don't care what you've done. Nobody cares about you. Until they do. Yeah. And that sounds like the most backwards, dumb advice, and that's the only advice. Yeah, you, you kind of just have to hunker down and do what you do what you know works, what has been proven to kind of work. You can you can listen to a million podcasts, read a million books about but your your path is still going to be different, but it helps to at least have an idea. So that when those, you know, you know those curveballs come, you know how to adjust and re, and recalculate and say, oh, maybe this person did it this way. I I could try doing it this way so that I don't get hit by the pitch next time. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 definitely. I mean, both of us, while we do a lot of things together, we also do a ton of things apart, mm-hmm. and we both have had very different things throw us, throw us for a loop, but. It's it's also been, I I don't think I'd have it any other way. This is just how it is. It's the nature of this, and it's kind of fun. It's kind of exciting. It's like there's this. I I actually really enjoy the business side of 
of acting and the business side of the entertainment stuff. It's it's really fascinating to me. I think I have some kind of inner businessman, you know, um, that's that's really fun because that's like one of the few things you're actually in control of as an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be the greatest actor in the world. Um, you know, you can be really, really good, the best in all of your class from whatever school, but that doesn't mean anything because it's not even going to be shown in any film or TV show or any work or play or whatever unless you have business connections and you have networking. Networking is so big. It's it's like all about who you know. If you know someone who knows someone. And that sounds so dumb because it sounds like bullshit. And it kind of is. It's like you just got to know people. You know, you just need to know someone who knows someone. The thing is, there's so many people out here who are full of false promises. Anytime someone tells me that they're going to hook me up, I don't believe them. I don't no. think at all they're going to hook it up because that because they're probably not. But it's, it's just something sometimes people say to a yeah. It's, it's like the episode of Friends where Chandler uh, wants to break up with Rachel's boss, and he just keeps saying, "Okay, I'll call you tomorrow." it's like a it's almost an industry no like if it's in person or something and they're turning you down right now they might give you a soft like yeah well totally give me your card hook it up yeah and you're like okay i automatically know that they're not but that doesn't mean that they aren't that, that you're not right you might not be right now but down the road you know they might just be more familiar with you maybe you meet somebody at a party or something like that. Because this kind of shit does happen um, all the time. And it's not like, don't expect that you're going to move here and you're going to like meet the director who's going to just cast you in the thing and it's going all to be of a sudden magic. it's going to win Sundance and you're going to be a star. You know, like that shit doesn't happen. Um, what can happen, like realistic ways of networking, a great way to put it is networking isn't necessarily like going to conventions and handing out business cards and blah, blah, blah. It's more like you work with somebody and then they have like an event or a thing and you go to that to support them and just to touch base, say hi, support their work and something else. And they're like, hey, how's it going? Oh my gosh, good to see you. Yeah, oh, what are you up to? What are you up to? And just by staying in their picture, in their mind, they might remember you for something or they might know somebody that you have no idea who they are who's looking for somebody like so, so so what you're saying is networking is just supporting your friends really honestly it's like <laughs> supporting your friends <laughs> and not trying to have an ulterior motive yeah and not being some shady fuck who's like yeah i'll go if there's something in it for me i i think it was Pete like Holmes. be genuine yeah. and just like actually care and go support your friends and opportunities they, they come, they they'll happen, and you'll just keep meeting people, getting better reps, getting you know people who are going to put you in doors and get you places where you need to be. Things just it's like this long list of you know the the old quote of like every failure is uh, another step towards success. Yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, you just get your ass kicked over and over and over until something happens, and then. That thing can lead to other things. Maybe that thing doesn't lead to other things. I've had a handful of things this year that I really hoped would happen. Hoped Youth and Consequences would get a second season. Unfortunately, it didn't. I was really hoping on that, but it didn't happen. So, yeah. you know, I had a great character on a. Should have happened. There was, there was a lot. There was a great 
a great story arc that could have gone on. It, it really, I, I mean, another season, and I think that show really would have taken off. But uh, you know, that didn't happen, and this kind of stuff happens all the time. People, yeah. people book pilots that don't get picked up, or they booked a pilot and then they recast it. You know, like you just can't. So, so ever many people have stories of booking tons and tons of pilots. <laughs> You can't ever hang your hat on anything. Once you've got something and that thing is successful, you better be on to the next thing that's going to be successful because everything has like this little spurt of excitement and you're in the picture in the limelight and then all of a sudden it fades away and no one knows what it was or what you yeah. did or no one cares. And it's like, well, what do you have coming up? And yeah. if it's nothing... Yeah, you you have you have to be constantly kind of go, go, go and in the mindset of what next because... It, could all end tomorrow and then not all to, end but like yeah well, like like if you're on a show everything with that show it could all be over tomorrow so the, the network could cancel it could be done mm-hmm. so you've got to be able to to go on to the next thing and figure out you know maybe that one lasts 12 years and then you go on to the next show and it lasts eight episodes and you, you just yeah. you just never know what it's going to what it's going to be uh kind of with the networking thing i, I was just listening to an episode of pete holmes podcast and he had talked about how uh, when he first got out here, his networking view kind of was, oh, who can I who can I just get to know? And and how he went to Nick Kroll's birthday party uh, and was just kind of doing the whole, hey, here's my card, that kind of thing. And he sent Nick Kroll an email afterwards thanking him for inviting him. And Nick Kroll responded with something along the lines of, yeah, I hope you had a good time networking at my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just like, ooh, uh, yeah. And it's like I, I, I had to kind of look back and be like, have I ever done anything that shitty? Like unintentional, because you don't know sometimes when mm-hmm. you're that young into it. No, yeah. But like, I guess my advice for something like that is: first off, go there to just hang. Yeah, out. Yeah, go there to just hang out and go to a birthday party. They, they, if they know you're an actor or a comedian or whatever, they already know. You don't need to like be pitching shit. You don't yeah. need to be like. Whatever you just go and hang I, out. That's I, I, honestly even, the best thing. You, if you yeah. need a casting director, dude, do you yeah. ski or snowboard? Oh my god, me too. Where do you, you know, yeah. anything? Just talk about. Just anything. be normal. Yeah, I, I actually f- do not talk about the industry. That's my only <laughs> advice. I, I had a Christmas party that I was invited to uh, last week that I actually decided to forego because I I had a, I didn't know everybody super well. And the only thing I could have done was talk shop. And I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just Who's like, that weird guy over by the Kool-Aid who yeah. just keeps saying the words, <laughs> cast me. Cast me. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was one of those things where it was just like, I knew a couple people. The majority of them I did not know very well, like we've all met. But it was one of those, I just didn't want to put myself in that situation. It was an orgy, be honest. It was an orgy. It was was absolutely an orgy. My toenails were not up to par. They weren't painted? They weren't painted. So usually I'm... You usually are really good about that. I am. I'm I'm usually quite meticulous. But yeah, I just just wasn't wasn't up on it. And so I I decided, you know, I I didn't want to make anybody look at my my, uh, frumpled toes. It was going to be the best option for us all. (laughs) Please. So yeah, it's you. You just you just have to uh. you know be be smart about it. And but yeah, it's it's all of that being said, it's taught us a lot this year. Just like about the industry, about ourselves. It's 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 kind of nice to look back on it. Like 
I was I was talking to Jesse the other day and we were talking about how it's been a while since you know we've seen him and it uh I was like it's crazy that it's only been you know just a little over a year that I've been here feels like that yeah well it it doesn't it doesn't like it yeah, went by yeah. fast but then I look back at everything we did this year we did a lot of stuff this year so I mean Pasadena Comic Con seems like ages ago. Oh my God! Yeah, that seems I so long ago. That. that has not even been a year ago. And that, I mean, you'd only been out here a couple weeks, basically, at that point. But that, yeah, that was a uh, not even a year ago that we that we did Pasadena Comic Con, and I mean, we're already getting into Oscar season. I mean, the Golden Globe noms were just the other day. The SAG Award noms were stop, the other day. Stop it. It, it's like I mean we we had our stuff that we filmed over there, so you know our usual Oscar show, going to the after party, you know all of that. Like that does not. It, it feels like it was so much longer ago, and it's just it's crazy how this year's kind of drug. But then like, holy shit! Like it's the holiday season, and like how do, how did we already get here? And I mean even even San Diego Comic Con seems like that was forever ago. And that was only a couple months ago. Was that Ju- July? That was July. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, it's th- this year's flown by in the slowest way possible. <laughs> I think it's the best way that. <laughs> it's because it's been an airplane that's like constantly losing power and then regaining it and then losing power. And it's like, it's like almost like a little video game, you know, where you got to like. You can only tap the space bar a couple times, like yeah. get it back up, and then it looks like slowly on the degrade, and then you like <laughs> puff it back up, and then it's like, and you gotta like dodge blocks. We're, and we're very in the air. video game heavy on, yeah. on analogies. I've not, I've not uh, played you, any in a while. Yeah, I, I, am I so, really want to play Red Dead too. Yeah, that I do, one looks I do good. too. I, that, that's really how far behind. Like, my, my, of course, Vanilla loves video games. She has like her. Uh, DS and some of those that are that are out on some of the games that she has on like her iPad, but like her like stuff for like the Wii and PS4 and all of that. Like all of our systems, we've just kind of kept boxed up because we just we just haven't really had the time. And yeah, I've wanted to dive into some of these new ones, but yeah, just I I, I feel guilty about it. In a way. <laughs> it's like they're they're all great games that I just haven't had a chance to to get around to yet. Hey, that's what 2019's for. My ears to the future <laughs> of playing video games. It it is weird looking ahead though to this coming year because as both of us were talking yesterday, we we we've been getting a lot of work done, making some career adjustments and you know all all sorts of things that uh, are setting us up for success in this coming year. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, everybody has that optimistic outlook like, this year is going to be the year. Yeah, I, God, I don't want to sound like that person who's like, yeah. I was a lazy asshole and didn't do anything this year. So I'm just going to justify that by saying, this year sucked, but next year is going to be great. You know, I, I hate yeah. that shit. Yeah, this year has still been like a learning, a growing year. This year's year. been a shit storm of fighting and clawing and yeah. like throwing elbows. And it's going to continue into yeah, next year. Yeah, it still year. is going to continue into this next year, but... We both feel very well prepared where we're looking at this next year and we're like, no, bring it, bring it the fuck on. Like we know more of what's going to be thrown at us. I'm hungry, man. Not like literally because I ate some cheese and chips. Yeah, you did have some cheese and chips earlier. Like a 
broke college kid, <laughs> but in the sense of career-wise, I'm I'm hungry. I'm so ready to like just get some shit done and like good, just good stuff, good quality stuff. Get it done. Put it out there. There's no excuse. There's just no excuse anymore. Yeah. No, there's there, we we have we have some stuff that we're even you know working towards. You know, hopefully, hopefully pitching this coming year and. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, irons in the fire <laughs> that, uh, that one of, one of them will give, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a hell of a ride. And, I mean, l- luckily we have like the whole ten people that listen to this show, uh, on board for it. So. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your support, <laughs> mom, dad, brother, sister. That's a thing that covers all of us. Uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Arlita. Yeah, Arlita. She she gets She's to sit a- here and listen. She's supportive. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I will eat the microphone, and that is how I will support you. Yes. Thanks, Arlita. We appreciate your feedback. But are, are you guys planning to do anything, you know, for for the new year this year? I don't have anything planned yet. It's, we'll be here. We'll be in yeah. L.A., but my, my I don't know what to do. My plans are the same as always. So, and that's uh, usually be in bed by around 930. That's, <laughs> that's Just don't go out. Don't yeah. be... I don't like New Year's Eve at all. I think it's a little overrated. Yeah. Everything's just getting I've jacked up th- prices. and I've done 33 of them. I don't need... <laughs> I'd rather be at home like as everybody else is celebrating and dancing around for literally no reason other than another day has passed, but... Um, another rather, another time around the sun. I, I, right. I'd rather be like at home. I don't know, working on something, getting yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's a lot of people always think it's weird that I don't go out a ton, and it's because of that very thing. Like I like being able to just continue to work. And sure, being a workaholic is not the necessarily the healthiest thing, but. At least you're doing shit. Yeah, I, I enjoy... I'd rather be a workaholic and trying to put other shit in my life together than be some lazy no one. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fun to it's fun to work. It's fun to create. Even if it's even if it does go nowhere. Sometimes it's fun just to just to mind vomit something out onto a page. And just be like, Alright, well there's that. That's or looks just, disgusting. Just vomit on a page. Yeah, I've done that too. So I mean it's to each their own. You just That's always the day after New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'll probably be sitting at home watching some Netflix and going going to bed around 9:30. So not much different than a typical than a typical day. Thursday or whatever. So one one goal I am going to really try and implement into uh, into 2019 because you I know I've said it on here before, I do not like the whole New Year's resolutions thing. So, because the New Year's resolution, I, I feel like they don't carry any weight to them. People just kind of just think, "I'm gonna do this, man." Make them and yeah. drop them, and make them and drop yeah. And, them. and I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I believe in you know, uh, we've talked a lot about this off off the mic over the last couple of weeks of just kind of assessing everything and and what we do have to do to make 2019 more successful. And a lot, of, a lot of it is. You know, being able to assess, okay, what can I do better in 2019? It's about self-evolution, not just about making a making a goal that you don't necessarily have any intention of completing. Just making a goal for the sake of making a goal, because that's what you do in the new year. So, and and I, I like instead the notion of no, this is something I want to improve myself with. So this is how 
I'm going to go about that. And one thing that I'm going to really try and implement is Mark Wahlberg released his kind of personal schedule uh, a, a little while uh, a little while back, and I've kind of done it to a degree. Uh, I, I was messaging our our friend Brooke about it because she she I know has been kind of trying to implement some of that as well. And uh, I mean it's it's an insane schedule, but it fits very well with a lot of the things I like to do. He gets he still gets in a good seven to eight hours of sleep. And uh, he, some of the things that he has in there, I'm sure is fuck not going to do. But I still like the structure of it. Like he has like 35, 40 minutes built in for prayer time. Like, what, what do you what do you got to say to God for that long? <laughs> Just talking shop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give you some advice on filmmaking. Uh, <laughs> I, I I can tell uh, you, you can, God's not doing that because Transformers could, Five. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Uh, translate that to not prayer but meditation yeah and that and those are the ways that i am trying kind of translating it he has one point that's like his uh, cryogenic time because he has a cryo chamber oh really yeah that's uh that little bit of time is usually where i try and filter in an afternoon nap <laughs> my cryo time's just face down in the pillow going oh <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to try to implement that in. I mean, it's got his gym time, his work time, his meeting times, like all of those type of things. So I'm going to try and stick to a more rigorous schedule because I, I feel like some of my writing has even lacked this this year. I haven't I haven't published nearly as much as I normally publish in a year, and haven't finished as many scripts as I normally do. And uh, you know, e- even our our buddy Johnny and I, he and I made a pact that we won't necessarily discuss on here. But just something that we wanted to be able to accomplish this coming year. And uh, as, as far as some submissions go. And so, yeah, we're, we're just going to push towards that. It's going to force us to work harder and smarter and write more. And, you know, we're, we're, we're swinging for the fences. But the thing I love with Mark Wahlberg's schedule is the fact that he, uh, he just has a very, very strict schedule. And it's very productive. So, I mean, you can make fun of his movies like I do regularly, but you I, can't I, knock I respect someone his who's, hustle. Yo, dude, you can't. That's the thing. Anytime we've ever, like, I don't know, made some kind of dogging on somebody on this show, usually either they, they just are a terrible person and they deserve as much criticism as possible, or it's because, um, you know, we're looking at, like, some sort of craft element that we're, like, you know, obviously we we look at because it's like a part of our job but yeah. man so anyone who's successful anyone who's like doing good no matter if i think their their songs or whatever are just garbage if i think their movies are awful or their acting's terrible if they're doing good man my hat's off to you because like just having a career a good career in entertainment i mean you you deserve respect yeah unless it was given to you then fuck you yeah it's i, I mean you you kind of mentioned the people that move here with the uh the ten dollars in their pockets. I can't remember who I heard say it the other day. Is, that's the story everyone wants to hear, yeah. and that's the story. Well, that's, I, I heard somebody say it the other day. Is yeah, the part they leave out is also the credit card in their wallet that uh, still went to their parents. So, <laughs> like, right, right, yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that they don't because it's more of a story. You know, it's like this rags to riches thing, and it's like no, that shit. I came here with ten dollars in my in my pocket, but a five hundred million dollar investment portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm like. There's and there's a lot of people that you know Ashley and I know that are out here that are like just living off of mom and dad or I mean God knows where I'm like you have like one job 
that's a very low paying job. I don't know yeah. how you're living because it's it's not off of acting and it's not <laughs> not off your job. So like someone's paying your shit. Right. Yeah. Um, it's and and it just it doesn't mean as much. I, like there was an. I, I hate to kind of keep referencing things I've been reading and listening to. I, I uh, read an interview the other day with a uh, Peter Dinklage talking about how how much it means you know when he gets a nomination or something like that because he thinks back to the days when he was a young actor in brooklyn and you know barely having enough to like have heat in his apartment in brooklyn during the winter and you know just the struggle and and i look at so much of like well his career means something to him exactly it's not like i mean if and i guess there's I'm, i'm not you know if if you have help from somebody, that's nothing against that. Yeah, and everybody has help. Yeah, to you a gotta degree. have some help. We we both way. had help oh, to yeah. a degree. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. This, I'm talking specifically like these people that they're literally not doing anything for their career. They're not working hard, and then they're just bitching and moaning and wondering why things aren't working yeah. out. And they're not even paying their bills. They're not even at least supporting themselves. And I'm like, I have no respect for you, even if you're successful, because. You didn't. You didn't really earn this, you right? Know, you kind of skipped by. And but the the thing is, is those people are almost never successful, anyways. Yeah. No matter They're, what it's field just, it is in life, you have you, to fight for what you want. You got it. Unless you're like a a reality star, you know. That's really the only way I can think of someone who wants to uh, get some fame and fortune quick. But I mean, they're so they're fizzled out so fast that it's. Yeah, cocaine only you know can maintain your body for so long. It's true. <laughs> Not that I would know. Never done it. No. Gross. Gross. Don't, no. Don't do that shit. I like my nasal passages the way they are. Me too. They're already stuffy enough. <laughs> but yeah, over overall, we've we've just learned a lot this year. It's been it's been a crazy fucking year. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing, and I mentioned this yesterday or the day before. I can't remember which. They're all the same. Is that as much as like shit's gone down this year? I'm like so much more motivated for this next year. It's almost lit a fire under me that's like got me so much more ready for this next year than I was even moving out here. And I was fired up to move out here. I'm like, I'm ready to make some shit go down, like make some shit happen. And it's all going to be great. It's all going to be good. Moving forward, positive, you know, progressive energy. And uh, What, what do you think the greatest lesson you've learned has been this year? Hmm. I think I think the the best lesson is that I mean this is just off the top of my head I could probably think of answers for over the day but off the top of my head is that when all is said and done you know regardless of what you deem successful or unsuccessful or where you're at and this and that is that you know it always comes back to like at least m- for me my well-being it always comes back to my relationships with family and friends and how much that actually means to both my craft as an actor and my the business of being an actor you know just being it's almost just being well off all the way across the board mentally emotionally taking care of your body all those things really do matter and they reflect in your work so they are directly related while sometimes you might be like okay I love my mom and dad. How does that affect me being a successful marketer? You know, put it this way. If those things are not good, that will 
affect your work in a mm-hmm. negative way. And so by being, I think it was Brian Cranston maybe that said this in his book. It's like by by having your life in order and being sane in your real world, that allows you to go have fun and be insane in your work as far as an actor. I like that. You know, you can you can go play and you can enjoy what you're doing rather than being like, I need this because I'm like dying or anything out of desperation. That's not a, a place of motivation. That's a place of, yeah, of like desperation. You're not right. like people, you know, I think suc- successful actors, they're successful because they're enjoying what they're doing and people enjoy watching other people enjoy what they're doing. It'd be like watching a bunch of watching like an NBA team that's just miserable, like a team that just sucks every year. They don't they're not having fun because they're just getting their ass kicked. Right. I mean, and in the NBA at least they're getting paid, but like you can see in their body language and then you see a team that's like kicking ass and they're having fun with what they're doing and people want to watch them play because they're exciting and they're 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 fun. You know, it's almost like that. So I'd say yeah, that that's the piece of advice and lesson that I've learned. Because I'm somebody who focuses hard on, like, objectives and goals. And while that stuff's great, I can't achieve those things without the other stuff being good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I've learned this year. Yeah, that, I, I really like that. So, and, I, and I like, too, that both of ours are completely opposite of each other, really. So, uh, not, not so much opposite, just far different categories. Yeah, because I think one of the biggest things that I I have learned this year, uh, kind of come stems from health. Um, we talked about it on on an earlier episode, and uh, when Max Curran was on a few weeks ago, we kind of talked about it then too. Um, but it's stuff with addiction. So, and that has l- last year when we were recording this episode, I had lost a ton of weight. And this year kind of relapsed on a lot of that and couldn't really figure out how or why. And being able to start to recognize, you know, addiction problems and things like that. And, and those type of things have had to make me kind of approach just the way I, I do a lot of things entirely different to try and get back to maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And not not that I was necessarily not maintaining one, I just wasn't paying attention to what, to the way that an addiction was controlling my life. And there there were some of those lessons where having to learn, sit back, and see what caused those things. And you know, a lot a lot of people are always surprised that I don't drink. And for one, it's just never anything that I've really. I really got into I don't like bars or anything like that. It's like I, I've had a few drinks with friends. I mean, we've made our Christmas drink in past years and stuff. And But the, the only time I ever – I remember going to a party and having some drinks with friends and realizing that it was not affecting me at all. And I had had a lot to drink. And I was not even remotely buzzed. And – I remember at that point, I was like, this could be a problem. (laughs) Mm. And that was immediately like, this can't ever really go on like this again. And now I look at this years later and realize, oh, some of the things that I have just within my psychology, the way that I would face addiction 
like that could have been catastrophic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's some people are more vulnerable to addiction than others. You know, that's yeah, that's a real thing. So, not that some people are just <laughs> impenetrable to addiction. <laughs> Everyone is is susceptible at some point, but like, yeah. Some people, I mean, I have some friends, I mean, they just want to try everything. And they, like, can't think long-term effects of what they're doing or something like that. And they, like, they are addicted to stuff. And that just makes me sad because I'm like, you're actually a better person without it. I'm not going to knock you for, for doing certain things. But, like, you know, does that thing really make you happy? Or does mm-hmm. do other things, you Yeah. Know? And is that thing that's making you immediately happy, which is, you know, pleasing that part of your brain that wants that immediate, you know, desire of whatever, whatever it is, you know, that that's just like a like a chemical reaction that your brain is like telling you, like, this will make you happy. This will make you happy. And it's like banging around in your head and you're like, fuck, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And that's, you know, that's where addiction starts. Yeah, it's. it's it, it's a scary. It's a scary thing to realize, in a way, that you have this demon. <laughs> just kind of. But you're at the first step, Tim. Yeah, admitting I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it gets scary too, though, when you realize that you have that th- that you've relapsed something that you worked so hard for. Mm-hmm. Like that was something having to kind of look in the mirror and be like, "What am I doing wrong? Like, where's where's all of this coming from?" And then kind of having to look myself in the mirror and, and instead of just being like, oh, you fat fuck. Like, instead looking in the mirror and being like, what 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 is what is causing this? And having to face yourself and be honest with yourself. Like, that's... It's a hard thing to do. But when you can Addiction, answer... Addiction, no matter what it is. It's all... Your yeah. brain's reacting the same way. So I don't know why some people rank certain things above others. I think some things can be much more like harmful to yourself. Yeah. Of course, if you're addicted to crystal meth, like the effects of that are going to be much more immediate and fucking you up harder than, yeah. than some other things. But like, addiction is addiction, and it's not something to be taken lightly, regardless of what it is. And so, yeah, it's something that you should take care of. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I mean, whether it's addiction or anything, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is is being honest with yourself. Yeah, that's that's it, a hard thing. Yeah. Man. And it takes I think it takes the problem is that it takes, I mean, I think everybody to like fuck up enough to the point where you're like you, then you're forcing yourself to look in the mirror. No one really is like, I was told to look myself in the mirror, so I'm going to do that and really see who I am. You know, yeah. It just because half those times you're just going to be looking and you're like, "You handsome devil! Oh, you look s- at you, cute little bastard!" Uh, but yeah, it just takes a long line of like trial and error and failing. I thought you were going to go with a long, long line of coke right there. Yep, it takes a long line of coke and uh, so many hits, so many hookers. <laughs> Don't remember their names. But yeah, it's it, it, with both both the things that we said, you know, there. It's kind of t- it's just the overall note of take care of yourself, regardless of what it is. Yeah, take care of yourself, and that will that will impact your work in a positive and way. your relationship with others too. Relationships are huge, and sometimes you can't get those back. No, and that's that's big. You can't as you if you can go 
through life with burning as little bridges as possible, do that. That being said, don't let people take advantage of you. Don't let people fuck you over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if watch your back. If something feels too good to be true, there's a good chance it is. <laughs> I guarantee you it is. Nothing falls into your lap. I feel like if anyone offers me things without me really even asking, it's bullshit. Yeah. Because if I want something, I'm probably going to have to go work really hard to get it. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you know, how, you know how, much, how much shit people give me for... A lot of people always say oh, that I'm a pessimist, and, and I always say, no, I'm, I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. Because I, I, I don't take anything at face value. And I, you're a Ravenclaw. That's true. I'm a Ravenclaw, but but I I, I, th- I think given given some of the shit this year, you you can you can probably understand more too now why why I am super skeptical on pretty much everything. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not just that I'm a jaded asshole. It's a you get fucked. Yeah. You don't want to get fucked again. No, and I'm not talking the way you think. <laughs> no, no, you're not. It's uh yeah it's and I and I hate to be vague but there's just certain things that we can't really uh, talk about yet, just yet but it uh mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 been it's been a fascinating uh hard fun terrible wonderful no good very bad day <laughs> nice did, did did you have a favorite moment from this year mm. let's see. Well, you, well, you think I'll jump in with, with a couple of mine. So, uh, Emmy season was actually a lot of fun this year. So, because got to got to do a lot more things. I mean, we had like our event over at CBS that we went to, uh, with all the CBS upfronts, and uh, I got to do some of the NBC ones and Netflix's thing, and it was it was really fun to be a part of uh, a lot of a lot of the Emmy events that. Uh, We've never really had a chance to be a part of. Uh, also, like Vanilla's birthday this year. Usually, her birthday, we just like being in Utah. There's not a ton to do, especially in April. It's usually just barely starting to warm up. It's still kind of dreary out a little. Might be, it might be a nice spring day, but it, it's usually very hit or miss in Utah. We've never really had a ton of fun things to do for Vanilla's birthday, and like we had a whole slew of things to go and do this year and i was so excited to be able to like plan out like just a whole day of like going to santa monica and to universal and just like all sorts of things that she loves to do and it was it was just a good time being able to uh to get out and do that and probably also san diego comic-con i mean it people probably roll their eyes as they hear me say that but i fucking look forward to that convention Every single year, Tim's just... a kid in a candy store. <laughs> it, and we went to a lot of different comic cons this year, but nothing, nothing is ever quite like San Diego to me. Uh, I Watching think... you pull out your little chair and <laughs> oh man, that thing is the shit. That was so great. I loved it. My little whoop pull out camping chair thing that I it was also a backpack. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um. Saved my ass literally. Yeah. In so many lines. But yeah. Those were those were some those were some of mine from this year that uh, I'd say a big one was uh moving Ashley out here. That was awesome because we had been long distance while she was still in Salt Lake City and I was out here, 
and so she moved here at the very beginning of July. So that was a big landmark because that that helped with a lot of things. Um, and of course, you know, just having her her here, it felt good to to just have her here. I guess but yeah. I don't really even need to explain it, it that how much it more. Eased some of the anxiety. For yeah, it. it's I just you know, it really helped in a lot of ways, and so that's a big one. Uh, and then. I think going actually going back to Salt Lake City f- in October was awesome because I just love fall. That's my favorite time of year. Halloween's my favorite holiday, uh, and being back in Salt Lake City is just like a, that's the time to go to Salt Lake City. is It's just gorgeous. All the leaves have changed. Yeah, we went like perfect at the perfect time because sometimes you get there and like maybe all the leaves have fallen off and it might not be quite as beautiful. It's a little mm-hmm. more like gloomy like in the winter but we got there and all the leaves were still on just changed and so it was very vibrant and but with that kind of dull october-y vibe kind of way so that was also really nice and then getting our lido has been awesome that's been really cool having yeah i've wanted a dog for so long and that was a fun journey getting her yeah i mean really that's that's all credited to ashley she's the one who worked hard to get her she's the one who founder at the dmv she you know, she showed the she showed the true meaning of working tirelessly for it yes she did and she did work tirelessly and there's a lot of results to show that she did yeah and so that's been awesome i really yeah I, i've wanted a dog for a long time she just basically exhaled like shut up austin <laughs> uh, yeah those are probably the, my highlights yeah it's it, as as much of a hassle as, as we uh, as we went through with so many things there there have just been so m- so many still milestones that uh that you know we've been able to achieve this year and you know I, I, I like I said earlier and not to get too sentimental with it like I really don't think that I that I would have it any other way like it's just it, it's it's all been learning it's all been you know fun it, it it's been a clusterfuck of joy. <laughs> sure (laughs) but you know here's here's to here's to 2019 you know we we have a lot ahead a lot to accomplish we're excited to have everybody you know along along for the ride and i mean 2019 even for the podcast is going to set a couple of milestones it'll be five years at san diego comic-con and 200 our 200th episode will take place in 2019 Wow. So yeah, that is that is a lot of fucking podcasts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but thank you again to everybody for following us all all throughout the year. You know, we'll of course be starting back up in January with some Comic Cons, some conventions, Oscars, all of that's to come, and who knows what else is in store. So I'm ex- I'm excited for it either way. There's a lot in store, I'll tell you that. Yeah, there there is a lot. We know that there's a lot of good ahead. And and we can't wait. So we we hope that you have a safe new year. You know, if you're if you're going out and drinking and partying and having fun, uh please be responsible. Take an Uber or a Lyft or public transportation. Don't drink and drive. Just be safe out there. Make sure that you have, you know, a great 2019 as well. Don't start uh 2019 off with a DUI. No, because then uh 
not just 2019 is going to be fucked. You're going to have a few years ahead that are going to be fucked. <laughs> you, you're not going to, you're not going to want to, you're not going to want that. <laughs> so, well, happy new year. I, I, I hope that you and Ashley have a f- fun first new year's Eve here. Oh, we will. I'm, I'm sure you guys will have something fun to do and D will somehow, uh, howl at some fireworks or something arlita will she'll be she'll be doing something (laughs) she's crazy she loves to go out she loves to socialize and meet people she's a little a little bit of an attention whore yeah (laughs) ashley and i joke that she's going to have a an acting career take off before us (laughs) so we're intentionally not like letting any agents see her or uh i'm just kidding i don't (laughs) but honestly she probably will she's too cute she is a cute pup so well, it, it's it's been a fun year, and I guess as cliche as it is and terrible to say, I'll see you next year. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs>